0: Hey guys, what is up? Welcome to the NFL Combine Couch Takes podcast special. I am super excited about this one. Uh, We talked about it on Thursday and I think you guys are really going to enjoy this one.
1: Yeah, this is something that we have been deciding to put together and we get in here and we were waiting until the the Combine was officially over so we could get all of the results together and kind of discuss the thing as a whole instead of just bits and pieces. So this is kind of a, a big deal to us every year.
0: Yeah, so also the reason this is on Thursday, not only because of the uh, combine, we had to wait a little bit to make sure it was over, so we got everything going, but we've also decided, if you didn't hear on the last episode, that instead of every Tuesday, we've decided we're going to move to every Thursday, and we didn't want to wait make you wait uh, a week and a few extra days, so we decided just to do two episodes this week, and then moving forth, it'll be every Thursday.
1: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with more episodes, I guess. Um, also just be sure if, uh, you like the podcast to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We, uh, we have accounts on both of those and we try to stay active just as we're first starting out. So our, uh, our ad on Twitter is at couch underscore takes, and then Instagram is at couch takes.
0: Yeah, definitely go give us a follow. If you like the show, leave us a good rating. We really enjoy hearing all the feedback, like I said last time. So this is really exciting for us. So anyway, um, I think today we wanted to start off because I said last episode that I think Dwayne Haskins is going to the New York Giants, and that kind of started a whole thing with um, me and Trey. Dwayne Haskins, Kyler Murray, which one are you taking? Um, I said Dwayne Haskins, but I'm curious to hear what Trey has to say about this.
1: So, I mean, I would agree with you, first of all. I think Dwayne Haskins is the move if we're talking simply these two. I, I do think they're head and heels, the best quarterbacks in the draft, um mm-hmm. obviously. But uh, Dwayne... I, well, never. I'll what? let you finish. No, no, I'll no. no go finish. ahead. I no, disagree. Seriously, I want to hear it.
0: Well, I was going to wait to bring it up into the later episode, but right now, if I'm... in like I feel like we're just jumping right in. So, if I'm an NFL GM, this might sound crazy, and a lot of people are going to be like, what the heck is he talking about? Um I'm going Dwayne Haskins' best quarterback... I think Kyler Murray is the second-best quarterback in college last year, but NFL, I'd rather have uh, Drew Locke. Really? Absolutely,
1: yeah. I'm taking You don't think Drew he's going to pan out?
0: Kyler? Uh, it's not that I don't specifically think he'll pan out. I just don't think he's an NFL pro-style quarterback. I think he's a great athlete, and I think he might, he might be pretty good, but I think if I'm an NFL GM, I'd rather have Drew Locke. I think he's got more accuracy. He has better arm strength, I would say, and I just think he's overall better quarterback, probably.
1: Well, going back to Dwayne, the reason I would choose him over Kyler is just, I mean, he played at Ohio State, which is a more pro style system than anything that's run in the Big Twelve. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if you look at his stats from last year, which were immaculate, they were, I mean, they were better than Kyler's. Mm-hmm. and apparently Kyler's were better than Tua's. So mm. if you look at his stats, he had 4,800 yards, 50 touchdowns, and eight picks. That's incredible yeah. efficiency. Like almost 5,000 yards, man. Yeah, I know. That's and pretty that, and wild, that, and especially that's especially in the college game. Especially in the Big Ten. Yeah. I mean, those are those are
0: incredible defenses in the Big Ten, some of the best in the country, especially with Michigan. Y'all do. They're so good. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And he put up numbers on Michigan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, he was making it look easy every week, man. Like, yeah, he you was. know, like I'll be the first to say it's like, you know, I root for Alabama during the during the college season, but every week I'm like, man, I need I need Haskins to chill out a little bit because I really don't want to play this Ohio State team because yeah. like you said he's slinging it all over the field. And it's it it was hard to watch being like if we if we, you know, if we play these guys, I don't want to see what he could do to, you know, Alabama's secondary because they're young, but I mean, cuz he was doing it to everybody. Yeah, and you know, going back to what you
0: said earlier, you you made a comment. You said, you know, apparently Kyler's numbers were better. You know, what's crazy is that all three of the Heisman finalists this past year, Tua, Kyler, Dwayne, all three of them, any given year, they're gonna win the Heisman if it wasn't if they weren't facing the other two.
1: Like people were saying it was a boring race, but like these were three strong Heisman candidates this year. Like This is one of the
0: closest races in my opinion, I think, in a long time. I, they actually—they
1: said it was the closest one since uh, Mark Ingram, I think. Yeah, but Dwayne Haskins didn't get any respect. I mean, it was basically oh, I know. kyler
0: versus Tua. I know, and and Dwayne mean, numbers was, Dwayne's numbers were incredible.
1: Yeah, I mean, look—I mean, you can look at Kyler's numbers too and say he had 500 less yards, eight less touchdowns, and one less pick. But you know, and then the reason he got the Heisman vote was because of uh, his running ability, and yeah, he's he's fast and he can make plays with it. Yeah. And but you know, you hear people say it over and over again. That's not what we do in the NFL, right?
0: Yeah. And I mean you also have to give it to uh them. I think part of that was also Ohio State's uh what, they lost to Iowa, wasn't it? I mean mm, Or excuse yeah, me, no maybe, it's not, was it was not it was was it Iowa?
1: I think it I was know, Iowa. They
0: they they are known for losing those kind of games.
1: Oh yeah. There's always the, the little pushover games that they should win. They, like, they should win big, and then they just get tripped up every year. But, that, like, that's beside the point. I mean, Dwayne, I, I don't think Ohio State was the thing holding him back for running. I think it's 40 times what was holding him back from running.
0: Yeah. No, and it was uh, Purdue. Iowa was 2017.
1: Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, Purdue.
0: And, I mean, I – I don't know. That's one of those things where I get that, I guess. And I think that was, it was so close that they just had to do something to be like, okay, well, what is it that separates them? Oh, he got his butt handed to him by Purdue. Well, Kyler didn't.
1: I think Kyler's numbers set him apart more positively than Dwayne's loss to Purdue did. Because Dwayne's, like, yeah. how, didn't he do pretty well in that game, though? Uh, yeah, I think he threw like five touchdowns. Yeah, I know.
0: I mean, it wasn't Dwayne's fault they lost. No, it wasn't. No, he, he he was really, really good. I mean, there's nothing you can say about that, but I agree. I do think the Kyler uh, rushing stats really, really put him over the edge.
1: Um, Yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I've heard so many different reports, especially talking about Arizona at number one. Like, who are they going to take? People seemed confident coming out of the draft. That they're like, all right, the Cardinals, they're going to take Kyler, so who's going to go second? Like, that was the idea. I don't know if you heard all that, but that's what I heard that that GMs were talking about. Yeah. But then, again, I don't know if you saw this next report, but apparently it came out that that they just think uh, through Kyler's interviews, not his play, because he didn't perform at the Combine, and through the interviews that people conducted, apparently – people are like moving him down their boards because of how he answered these questions yeah
0: I mean I don't know anything about Kyler Murray as a person but I I don't either I'm just I'm just telling you the reports I've heard
1: do you think that would be worthy of them you know moving him down the draft board like that
0: um I mean if you give me pretty bad answers to some of my questions I mean what happens in a job interview you know you don't well, get the job if you don't answer the questions well.
1: Well, that's a funny way of looking at it because, you know, the NFL uses this type of thing that a lot of job interviews do use. And um, I think I mentioned this to you the other day, but um, but I'll, I'll explain it in depth for people who don't know. It's called the Wonderlick Test. So it was this test that was invented in, like, the 50s or the 60s, and it was meant to be used by job interviewers. It's a 12-minute test that has 50 questions, and you sit down and you take it. It's multiple choice. And it's like an SAT, right? Yeah. So, And it's just graded out of 50. So if you get a question, you get a point. So every NFL player that comes through the combine takes this test. Now, I would say the NFL GMs don't put a ton of emphasis on this, but you can look at certain players' scores and say, yeah, they've done well and they turned out great, or yeah, they did bad and turned out terrible. But I brought up a few initial or uh, examples rather, of players uh, and some of their scores. So there's only one person that's ever made a perfect 50 on one of these tests, and his name was uh, Pat Mc- uh, McAnally, and he was a punter. Who? for. Yeah, exactly. His name was Pat McAnally. He played for the Bengals in, like, the 80s, I think, maybe in the early 90s. And uh, But he scored a 50 out of 50, and he's the only person who ever did. Uh, I thought you might find this funny considering he's a Bama guy, but Greg McElroy made a 48, and so did Ryan Fitzpatrick.
0: Yeah, I saw that. I mean, Fitzmagic—that's pretty awesome. Uh, Greg never panned out, and he made a forty-eight, so that just goes to show. Well, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick—I mean,
1: he's the most wishy-washy guy in the NFL, but yeah. But I mean, I mean, obviously, they're going to tell you every time that he's on the field. I went to Harvard. Thanks. Oh yeah, no, I mean,
0: but going to Harvard doesn't make you a great quarterback, you know.
1: Uh, And then two other notable ones I put there were uh, Andrew Lux was at a thirty-seven, and then Tom Brady uh, only made a thirty-three on it. But uh, and
0: Tom Brady has six Super Bowls. So
1: yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. It's like it doesn't necessarily mean. I I, would, I noticed that a lot more quarterbacks were towards the top, uh, and position players were tended to be lower. For example, Todd Gurley only scored a 12. Jeez, and, that's pretty low. And uh, walking Hall of Famer Frank Gore only scored a six. <laughs> so, uh,
0: uh, is it wait? What's the record like NFL low? I think it's four. Who did that?
1: Uh, I I didn't even recognize them. I think there were like two or three people that made a four, but I didn't recognize their names, so I I didn't write it down.
0: Well, I mean, like just reading these numbers, you hear the names. Obviously, it just goes to show you it doesn't really matter. I mean, I wouldn't think so.
1: I would say put some emphasis on it if it's your quarterback, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess so.
1: I mean, I I wouldn't say look into it too much, but I just make sure it's not a six,
0: you know? Oh, well, yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, I wouldn't... uh, I don't know if I'd want to take anybody with a six.
1: I've actually taken this test before. You can go online and take a free version of it as like a What'd practice. Thing. I think I made like low thirties or something. Oh, that's not bad. No, I was okay with it. I mean, it's just there's a lot of emphasis on math. I think. Uh, I, I say, th- so.
0: The test doesn't have anything to do with football.
1: No, it's like a common sense type test, and that's what I was saying. Is it's not just used in the NFL. Um, they're used all over the world for interview purposes uh obviously it's not super widespread but they they they're still in business and they still make a new test every year just like the sat or the act or whatever um so i mean it's just like a normal standardized test 12 minutes 50 questions go and uh geez yeah but I, I always thought that was super interesting because no one ever talks about it man i i had to look yeah. the, i heard about it one time when on i think like the NFL network and i had to do my own research to get all these numbers and all that
0: no I mean, I've definitely heard of it before. I've just never put much thought into
1: it yeah it's just it's part of the combine and so wait, so what did have Dwayne and Kyler taken it? Uh, I don't think they've released the information for anyone this year yet. Well, I feel like dwayne to me, I think he'll score higher.
0: just I don't know why I just I mean that's just my guess. I think he'll score higher.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess we can't really have any facts. That you know, like uh, I think Kyler is smarter than Dwayne. But no, yeah, no, I, I, I'm just, uh, I, no,
0: that's just my prediction. I have, literally have no idea anything about either of them as a person. I've well, actually heard like just randomly that Kyler's a pretty smart guy. So I, I mean, he might score higher. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I just Dwayne's my guy right now, so I want to pick him.
1: Um, but man, dude, this this particular draft was. Kind of dominated by SEC players. You you take a look just at that,
0: like every single year.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, every single year. I mean, okay, so I saw this the other day. The SEC West, the West only had one less player invited to the combine. The entire Big Ten combined. Really? I mean, that's just the West. That's just the West. That's not East and West combined. That's just the West. So. I mean, dude, the SEC is where it's at. It's stacked. We, like we said, what it, we, I think we said in an episode before, we said, we. I mean, we just think of football differently in the South. Oh, yeah. I think that's really what it is. I mean, if you're not a part of it, you don't understand. It just means more. Isn't that their thing? It just means more.
1: Well, let, let's discuss some of these numbers because some of these guys put up some ridiculous times. Yeah. Um, and, and reps and numbers and all that, so... Montez Sweat from Mississippi State, dude. He ran the Defense fastest events. forty time for a defensive line player in history. Is that dude? That's he's running four, four, wide receiver one.
0: numbers. Four four one. That is lightning quick. I feel like I'm going to say lightning quick so many times because we have like everybody that we're going to talk about their uh their forties up here. But dude, yeah, that is so fast. And then uh twenty one bench reps is pretty high for uh or actually, eh,
1: I'd well, say that's about average. See, really. Yeah, I put that there because uh I put that in our notes just because i didn't want to you know i didn't want to say like oh 441 and then and then that's all we're going to talk about you know i would say that guys on the defensive line like that they generally put up in the higher 20s or in the low 30s if they're really pumping it you know but uh yeah but that I mean, goes to show honest, you, the was... reason he put it up is he's a he's a smaller guy he uses defensive end though so it kind of yeah. works kind of like a an outside linebacker hybrid type yeah I mean, I don't know,
0: Mississippi State, you really, I mean, I didn't hear much about him. I mean, Mississippi State's not like one of those dominant programs that like you hear all the time, so obviously if you go to a bigger name school, your name's going to be out there more, but he really made a name for himself in this year's combine.
1: Well, yeah, I know, but that's the thing about uh, Montez Sweat in this, is that he wasn't necessarily a huge standout at Mississippi State, not a slight if you're a Mississippi State fan, it's just in the national media, didn't garner his attention, you know what I mean? Yeah, But that's what's exactly. so great about the combine, is because anyone can make a name for themselves, like um like a few years ago, if you remember this guy, his name was Obi Melafonwu from Connecticut. He came no, in and I put did. up that is No, just listen, this is like two years ago. Came in, put up absolutely ridiculous numbers on everything. He had a vertical of like forty six inches, something stupid. And Raiders drafted him in the second round and then like cut him a year later and I think he's on the Patriots practice squad now, so just goes to show it doesn't always make sense.
0: Yeah, no, I mean that's that's pretty crazy, but I mean I don't know, and then um, you said he was a receiver, right? No, he was a uh, safety. Oh, excuse me, safety. I mean, yeah, that's pretty crazy, but uh, the next person on our list we want to talk about uh, SEC-wise was DK Metcalf.
1: Yeah, who doesn't guy... want to talk about him right now? Hmm? I said, who doesn't want to talk about DK Metcalf uh, right
0: now, man? Yeah, ex- exactly. That's what I was going to say, is like, going into this, like everybody was already talking about him because of all those pictures that went viral. I think I saw like he's like two. He's got like two percent body fat. Don't know if that was a joke or not. One point six. Pretty, I mean, dude, that is literally insane. I don't. I didn't even know that was possible.
1: That's about as low as you can go.
0: Yeah. So I mean, like coming, like we were talking about coming into the thing. You know, everyone was talking about him, and he proved him. He proved him right. He proved why they were talking about him.
1: All right. Let's go over the things that everyone already knows. He had a four three three forty, which was fifth overall in the combine. I might add. Uh. And then he had 27 bench reps, which is crazy for a receiver. But the thing that I wanted to bring up was his three-cone drill.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He put up a 7.38 seconds, which is slower than Tom Brady had, dude.
0: You know you know, it's pretty bad when you're a receiver and you put up slower numbers than
1: Tom Brady. I just want to – like, oh, okay. DK Metcalf, to me, has the biggest, like, bust potential in this draft. Oh, I,
0: com- I completely agree.
1: Like I would say, it's bigger than Kyler's. Like just in my opinion, I would say uh, he's yeah, the number probably. one question mark to me because it's like the three cone drill is measured to see how you corner and see how you. Uh, I mean, you know how you know what the what the drill is, right? Yeah. You go up and you cut and you turn around and come back, and it it measures your agility and your uh, ability to change directions quickly and all that, which is I don't know very important for a wide receiver to have. Yeah, extremely. Yeah, and I don't know, have you ever seen the video of Tom Brady doing it?
0: <laughs> no, I, I mean, I was pretty young when Tom Brady did his.
1: <laughs> no, but uh it, it's hilariously slow and I haven't seen DK doing this. I just saw the uh I just saw the time. But I can't imagine it. I can't imagine it, dude. It's
0: I mean, I've seen Tom Brady's forty and it's pretty slow too.
1: Oh yeah. I mean
0: so, of course. I mean... Tom Brady's never been known as a fast guy he I mean he like people were even saying when he was in the combine himself that you know he was not athletic just kind of looked like regular guy dad bod could sling the football that's kind of what it's that's what everyone was talking about so right. I mean that's pretty bad if you your three cone drill is slower than him but I mean I don't think that's really too I mean I don't think anybody's that worried about it you know
1: I, I know I mean I think it's just like the buyerby warned type mentality right now. Yeah. At least for me it is. It's like, hey, just know you could have some issues with this guy. He might have some pro- problems running some complicated routes just because of his breaking ability. But, yeah. I'm not a scout. I'm just a guy. What do You're I know? Sitting on but, your
0: couch watching football.
1: And this is my take.
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, moving on. Big boy Quinnan Williams. Oh, my word.
1: All right. Here we go, Andrew. Go ahead. Defensive
0: lineman out of Alabama. And, I mean, it's crazy. Uh, He is over 300 pounds, and he ran a 4.83. And for those of you that um, don't really know much about that, that is quick for a man over 300 pounds. He ran a faster 40 time than two starting quarterbacks right now. From last year's combine, Baker Mayfield who ran a four eight four and Sam Darnold who ran a four eight five,
1: which is really crazy to think that Quentin Williams could outrun Baker Mayfield in a forty yard dash, man.
0: Yeah, it is. But at the same time, I feel like if you put them up against each other in like an actual race, Baker Mayfield's gonna win. But oh, oh, it of does course. show you, it does show you that he can chase down Baker on the football field.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, that's. I, It's just crazy because it's like he's 300 pounds and he's doing all this stuff, man. I mean, he also had a... it it blew my mind. He also had a a 30-and-a-half-inch vertical, so he's got a lot of explosiveness in those legs. But, man, if you watch the tape and you watch how he uses his hands to deceive uh, O-Linemen and just get around him, take him on like it's nothing, I think he's going to be really special. And I think if anyone passes him up, I think... Like, the, the Cardinals, if you see something in Dwayne or Kyler worthy of taking them number one overall, then I don't blame them for passing. But if you're another team up there at the top, especially if you have a quarterback, I don't know why you would pass on Quentin Williams for anyone else, including Nick Bosa. And I love Nick Bosa. I think he's going to be a great player.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be a great player, but I think it does bring up questions that he just quit on his team in the middle of the season.
1: Uh, I mean, like he, he, all could, getting paid, he man.
0: could have come back and he was like, you know what, no. But yeah, okay. like you said, it's the same so, like, thing with the Zion
1: thing. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Let's sidetrack for a bit. Do you think Zion should come back and play? Okay, so I I don't I think we
0: had this written down. We wanted to talk about it on an eventual episode, but I guess now's a good time to talk no, about it. I guess since we're way, talking man. about that. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm Zion, no, I don't come back. Well, I say that. I don't know. Because I can can see it from both ways, you know? Like, part of me is like, dude, go get your money, drop out of school. But the other part of me is like, you know, that's your team. you got to play. And I think that's how he sees it. And I think that really shows great character because I think he does
1: want to come back. To be honest, I hope that's how he sees it because that's what I want to see more. Okay, for those of you who don't know me, I'm not the biggest college basketball fan, but I'm a huge NBA fan. Don't know how that happened, but it is. So I keep up with the bigger teams and I keep up with what's going on, but you know, I don't watch uh I, you know, I don't have a team that I follow necessarily closely like Alabama rides or dies with his buckle up Bama boys. Uh but <laughs> but you know, seeing what Zion was doing at Duke is, is really special, you know. I mean he Yeah,
0: he's the number one pick for sure, without a doubt.
1: I, I think he should be. But I also think he should come back and play, and that's just from a i It's not a moral standpoint it's not it's not a money standpoint, it's just kind of a you're on this team to play for this team, you know what I mean, and yeah, I, I mean,
0: I, I don't know. I want him to come back to play, but at the same time, I don't know what I would do if I was in his shoes, same thing with Nick bosa like or or if yeah, you slid through those shoes, yeah, if you slid through those shoes, no, I think that he uh I'd love to see him come back and play. I don't know what I would do in his shoes. Same thing with Nick Bosa. Like, I like to look bad at it now and be like, oh, dude, you didn't come back and play. But at the same time, if I were in his shoes, I'd have been like, think about how much money I could lose if I got hurt. I mean, yeah, true. I mean, it's it's a lot easier position to take when you're not actually him. You know? I, guess,
1: I mean, I guess that's true because you got to look at these from the athlete's perspective. And it's like, what if these people come from poor families and they're like, I could finally give my parents a way out. And if I get injured, it could ruin all that. So I understand that, Um, you know, it's just it's just one of those questions that's hard to answer no matter which way you swing it. Yeah. So uh, I, I
0: don't really want to talk about that too much more. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But I just it but was the
1: perfect time to bring that up.
0: Yeah, so moving on, um, I don't, we don't really need to take much time on this one. I just thought it was really an interesting thing going off on what we are talking about with the SEC thing. So uh, Zedrick Woods from Ole Miss, a safety, he posted the fastest 40 at the combine. He's on the same team as DK Metcalf, and he ran a four two nine, beating out the Auburn cornerback, Jamel Dean, who ran a 4-3 flat. So fast guy's Jamel coming Dean out of time, SEC. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, fa- fast guys. So
0: that's, anyway. I mean, it's I'm,
1: exciting, dude. I- I'm excited yeah. to see the SEC make a statement. And that's just that's just a homebrew in me just saying that. But yeah. you know. uh,
0: people people who are listening to this who I mean, if you're listening to this and you're not in, you know, SEC part of the country, you probably have already clicked out by now. But I promise we're gonna talk about other SEC or not, excuse me, SEC. We're gonna talk about other people. Other than the SEC, but uh, we just want to talk about. It. I mean, that's crazy, dude. I, I mean, how they had to stand out the performances. You got to talk about that, right? Yeah, exactly. How can you not talk, about, or how can you talk about the combine and not mention the SEC? So anyway, uh, I think the next thing I wrote down that I wanted to talk about. Um, I don't know if you have anybody in particular you wanted to mention, but I talked about him earlier. Um, I asked, you know, who made themselves look better, and I said Drew Locke. But I don't know if you have anyone you wanted to talk about.
1: You know, honestly, uh, besides the ones that we've already talked about being D.K. Metcalf and Montez Sweat, I mean, I think Montez Sweat probably brought his stock up the most out of anybody. But if you want to look at it from, like, a money standpoint, Quinn and Williams might have just given himself $10 million more million from that 40 time. And I hate yeah. to bring that up again, but it's just like his combine performance only boosted his already ridiculously high draft stock. So. Yeah. I don't, you know, just from a pure dollar standpoint, you know, going, I don't know if you guys know, but going number one or number two is a lot better than going number five or number six in terms of, in terms of contracts.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I said, so when I broke this down, when I was talking about uh, who made themselves look better, it wasn't particularly who started from the bottom and brought themselves to the top. It was who reassured people maybe that, Hey, I'm a top pick. You should take me, you should take me in the top 10. And I think Drew Locke solidified himself with that in his performance at the Combine. He ran the second fastest 20-yard shuffle for quarterbacks, a 4.12. Third in quarterbacks in the cone drill, 7.03. And then, you know, not like – I mean, compared to some people, it wasn't as fast, but for quarterbacks, he ran a 4.69.40, which is pretty impressive for a quarterback. I mean, add on to that, he did great in the Senior Bowl in January. I mean for i 6, i think he, I
1: mean that's pretty impressive,
0: yeah for i I really think he solidified himself as a top pick, and that's what I was saying like after this weekend, I think he really made people think, hey hey maybe maybe he's one of the best quarterbacks in the draft, and i I think he is i I would take him over Kyler Murray personally. I know a lot of people are thinking I'm crazy, but if i do like, I think wise, you're crazy on that
1: one. You nfl fell
0: wise, I'm I'd rather have uh, Drew Locke on my team. I think he'll have a m- much longer career than Kyler Murray in the league.
1: Is there any particular reason? Yeah, I think
0: he's more accurate. I think he plays more of a pro style. Okay, well, he has
1: more of a pro style way of playing.
0: He's. I mean, I just think he's a great player, and I think he's got a really big leadership so, head on so his shoulders.
1: Do me the favor of telling me what Kyler Murray does
0: wrong what he does wrong.
1: Yeah, like why won't he succeed? I'm not trying to ridicule you or anything. I just yeah, I just want you to give me everything so that I can just kind of take that in, you know? Okay. Um, I don't
0: I don't particularly know if he does anything wrong. I just think I mean, going back to what we were talking about earlier, you know, everybody's really ridiculed him for this. His size. I mean, I just don't see his size being a big deal. And I know I said before that, you know, his Oklahoma size of his lineman was about the same size as an average NFL quarterback, and I completely understand that. I just think compared to other quarterbacks, I just don't know how long he's going to last. He's a little person. I mean, I mean, Drew he's Lock not that much smaller than four.
1: He's not that much smaller than Russell Wilson or Drew Brees. But
0: like two, in, like two inches? Isn't he two or three inches?
1: I thought Russell Wilson was like like a, like a half inch taller than him. Was I wrong?
0: Uh, I'm not really sure. I think Russell Wilson's six foot.
1: I'll check it out. I mean, just, anyway, I mean, Drew Locke
0: is six foot four.
1: Yeah, He's that's got that the is the very NFL in
0: the build of the NFL.
1: Um you know it's, I mean he
0: can stand in the pocket and he can just absolutely sling it accurately too. Now he doesn't have the best deep ball. He has this strength, but he just really doesn't have the accuracy on the deep ball, you know, which Kyler Murray does, and I'll give him that one. Yeah. but I just don't I don't see it lasting long term and I think a lot of NFL GMs are questioning his size as well.
1: Russell Wilson is 5'11" by the way. 5'11". Okay. Yeah. So hey, have you ever met any of these guys like this year that went to the combine? Have I ever met any of them? Yeah, cuz I mean, you know, at the at the juice bar that your sister owns.
0: <laughs> oh. Um not this year's draft. Um I've okay. met Jonathan Allen from uh that from Alabama who went in the last year's the year before
1: yeah you've met a bunch of guys there haven't you
0: yeah I've met two uh I've I've met several of them I mean are they like I mean I guess they're nice guys then uh yeah I mean I would say so I mean I don't know any of the Bama players that went this year that I can think of um I'm trying to think no I I don't think so not this year uh last year I met a few and then you know like I said I've met two uh uh, which was pretty cool. He, he was a really nice guy. How tall uh, is he? Like in real life, is he taller than you? Uh, he, yeah, he was a tad bit taller than me. Yeah, I'm cause... I'm five 5'11". I think he was, yeah, I think that was about right. I think he's about one inch taller than me probably.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I mean, you can, you know, you see, he looks short on the field, but like also yeah. everyone else around him is giant. So it's hard to tell. Yeah,
0: well, that's what I was saying about uh, Kyler Murray. Dude, if you look at him on the football field, he looks like a tiny little person compared to every other player on the field.
1: Yeah. yeah just fun fact, I don't know if you heard this. You, you ever seen um the video of Randy Johnson, the pitcher, hitting the bird with a ball?
0: <laughs> yes, that video is crazy.
1: Yeah, okay, the guy who was at bat for that was Kyler Murray's uncle. Really? Yeah, Calvin Murray was at bat when that bird got hit by that pitch. I did not know that. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I saw that. Well, the Kyler's other day. Murray
0: Kyler Murray's dad played in the M L B,
1: didn't he? Uh well his uncle obviously did. I don't Yeah, <laughs> yeah, obviously. But, I think his
0: dad played baseball too.
1: Yeah, I think his dad did too, but um just I just saw that and I was like this this can't be real and I looked it up and sure enough. But I don't know man. So uh going back to the draft, who were your like top five players well, it doesn't have to be like a mock draft but like who are your top five overall
0: uh well my the my first Well, I guess it doesn't really matter position or not position um I don't really have them in a specific order I just wrote down five players I'm not going to go much into three of them because we've already talked about them DK Metcalf, Quentin Williams, Montez Sweat and then uh the two that I do want to talk about that we haven't said anything about outside of the SEC uh Myles Borkin Boykin from Notre Dame He's a receiver. He is six foot four. He ran a blazing four four two forty, and he had a forty three point five inch vert, which I thought well, was pretty impressive.
1: Well, I, I do want to say that wasn't my question, but yeah, that's nice. <laughs> okay, so um, no, hold on. I, I, hold on. Like, but let's go back a second. Who are your top five okay. players, though? Like, I and don't I, mean like who were in the combine. I mean like who do you think is going to go in the, like? Oh, who are the top oh. five best overall players in the draft?
0: Gotcha. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I've got you.
1: Yeah. You, have- um. Do, is this does it have to
0: be who I think is going to go one through five or no? Just who just are your top, top five best players? Okay, that's pretty hard. Okay, um, I'll help you out. No, no, I, I got it. I got it. No specific order. Um, what? No, this isn't any specific order. This is just my top five players. Yeah, of course. I I would say Nick Bosa. Yeah. Kyler Murray, Quentin Williams, Dwayne Haskins, uh, Drew Locke.
1: Really? Yeah. That's I, the surprising. Drew surprising.
0: The Drew Locke, I'm a little... Because, you know, like I don't want to like go back on what I've said because I do think if I were I a GM, you. I'd rather have Drew Locke over Kyler, but I do think Kyler is an incredible athlete. I, I get it. It's a hot take. Off. I understand. I mean, he's a Heisman winner, dude.
1: I would agree with Nick, Quinnon and uh Dwayne Haskins. All right, who's your other two? I would say uh Josh Allen, the end from Kentucky. Really? I yeah. have
0: not heard many people talk about him since uh Oh they're the saying he's going whenever. top five, man. Really?
1: Yeah. And you can look at his tape, he's I'll, a monster. I'll believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. All right, man. All right, man. Uh but no, I I wouldn't put Kyler in my top five for sure. I wouldn't put Drew Locke. I don't know who to round out the five with. Uh I'm surprised you wouldn't put Kyler. I, I just from from an overall player perspective, I think there are players that I would take before I would take Kyler.
0: Drew Locke?
1: No, I'm not it doesn't have to be a quarterback. It, like <laughs> like all right, I'm gonna go with my hot take. Okay? All right, I'm ready for He's it. He's not gonna go this high. But he probably should, and you're not gonna like this answer.
0: Okay. See. Devin
1: Devin White from LSU. Devin White? Yeah. No, I think he's a good player. I don't think he's top five at all though. I don't know. I just I think he's got that NFL middle linebacker, uh the, the qualities that they look for in it. This is I'd just rather have greedy. You'd rather have who? I'd
0: rather have Greedy Williams out of LSU, the corner.
1: See, I'm not sold on Greedy. I, I don't know what it is, but I just the games I've seen of him, I just didn't see enough. And obviously, like I said, I'm just a guy. I don't break down tape for a living. I, I just I see what I see, and I call it like I see it. And I'm I'm just so on the fence with Greedy. I don't think he's going to be bad. I just don't know that he's going to live up to his potential.
0: I like him. I think he's pretty good.
1: Yeah. Well, man, it was a it was a fun it was a fun combine this year. To yeah, watch, it was to keep up with uh, a lot of exciting stuff as usual. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I'm glad we got to do this extra episode this week, and yeah, I know that we'll be coming around for it again next week on Thursday. So,
0: yeah. stay tuned.
1: Yeah, thanks everybody for listening. If you made it this far, and um, we'll see y'all next week.
0: Yep. Thank you so much. Have a great one. God bless.